Hello and welcome to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast, a show about life adversity, how to overcome it and transform your life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And even though my hope is to deliver information that can be helpful for you to overcome adversity and transform your life, it is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professional. Season 1, Episode 21. Hello. I know I'm going to do an intro later on, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about today's guest because I'm so excited that we were able to get this done. There was a lot of back and forth in terms of schedule and things that got in the way, but I really couldn't end the season without her. And who I'm talking about is Linda Garcia, aka Loose Warrior. She came into my life in a very interesting time. I was exploring many different spiritual practices, beliefs, books, and I was wondering if there was any that was a Latina that look a little bit more like me, that came from a more similar background. And because most of the ones that I was reading about, there was no background that we shared. And that happened. I was fortunate enough that I was invited to be part of a panel. And one of the co-panelists was Linda. And I remember when I got the information about who was my co-panelist, I Google searched them, of course. And when I Google searched Linda and I saw her podcast and I started hearing episodes, I was like, this is amazing. And this was also around the time that I was definitely organizing and scheduling interviews for my podcast. So it was like, wow, it was so inspiring. And I love how she talks a lot about how to tap into our intuition and the importance of it. So I wanted to say that about her because I know she's amazing and she tends to sometimes like not talk about how amazing she is, but I want to talk about how amazing she is. And today I am so delighted to have you all be able to hear her and for her to be the guest to talk about spirituality and how it impacts trauma and vice versa. Well, without any further ado, here we're going to start. Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another amazing episode. Today, I am having the pleasure to finally, I know this was like back and forth, but many things got in the way, but to finally be able to be the amazing Linda Garcia, aka Loose Warrior. And this episode, even though it's one of the last ones of this season, I think in a way it's one of the first ones in terms of how important it is to consider spirituality in the healing. And whenever I work with clients, a lot of them bring this or some of them feel uncomfortable bringing it, especially with a psychologist, but it's so important because it's part of who we are. We're mind, body, and spirit. So thank you again for coming and for joining us, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure. I love the work that you're doing. When I found out you were a psychologist and also into spirituality, it gave me the chills because I felt like you are at the forefront of your industry. I feel like later in the future, this is totally going to be the norm. But as of right now, you are laying down the ground field for this. So I'm so excited to get to speak to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was, it was a long shot. But you know, you'll be interesting. When I was working in DMH, I attended to a training for integrating spirituality and kind of more like indigenous practice. And it was wow. via the Department of Mental Health. So they're definitely integrating that in the care treatment plan and especially working with Latinx population here in LA. 
so important. So, so important. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Okay, so before we start, I always like to ask my guests for you all to share a little bit about you. So what do you do? What do you work with? And any kind of other thing that you want to mention about yourself? Sure. So I originally worked in the media industry. I was working in television, radio, and then I broke into film. And then I started working on streaming. So I've kind of been through all of the media facets. I was always really creative, but I never worked on the creative side as much as I wanted to when I got to film. I did in TV. I used to produce direct television commercials, and I was also on-air talent. But that didn't last too long because I got the bug to want to dream bigger and work in movies. So you have these big dreams, and I come to Hollywood with all my dreams. And I end up just working in publicity and marketing, which is what I majored in anyway. It's totally fine. But I never really got to practice my creative energy. And I was becoming extremely unhappy. And as the universe would have it, I guess I manifested to be in the position to start my podcast, Let There Be Lose, in 2017. And it has been my soul path. It's what energizes me. I feel like a direct connection to the source when I'm recording. And I just feel so blessed to be able to do that full time now. So I've left the sort of television space and I'm fully submerged into spirituality and creating content for myself. That is amazing. And one thing that I want to add to that is when I was in my own journey of going back into exploring spirituality, Everything had to happen for me to be in an event that we were co-presenters and in a panel. And I remember when I was introduced to my co-speakers or co-presenters or co-panelists, that's the word, I was like, let me Google it. And then I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I started listening to your podcast and I'm like, wow, somebody like a Latinx, because I was like seeking that out more from people that were not Latinx, like Gabby Bernstein. Iyanla Van Sant, which I love her as well, mm -hmm. but all these other people. So I never had anyone that looked more like me. So thank you for your work because it was definitely like, wow, at least there's one person. And now I'm like discovering this whole array of many more Latinx into spirituality, which is really cool because it's so important to have this voice. Yes, absolutely. I think for so many years, we've been following these women that have privileges that we didn't necessarily have. So it's really important to hear spirituality perspective from someone that has a ground and went through the same trials and tribulations. I always felt like I was trying to catch up to spirituality. And now I feel confident and grounded in my own. I'm able to share it. And of course, we're all finding each other. We're all relating to each other and beautiful discoveries together. So... Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Another great question that I love asking everyone is what continues to inspire you in your work? What continues to inspire me is I believe my own healing, my own journey. Every time I come up against self-doubt or limiting belief, there's something deeper inside of me that knows that I'm worthy, that I can have nice things, I can live a loving life all these things that I truly want to do. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means that there's something that's blocking me. And so I know that if I'm feeling this way, so other fellow Latinx community, and it's important for me to identify how to push past those blocks 
and share that information with the community so that they too can push past those blocks. I just want all of us to win. And I really think that is truly what drives me. I don't think that by anyone else winning, it's going to take anything away from me. And I think for so long, we've been raised to believe that. That also part of what ignites me is sharing that if we all share our tools, share our spaces, that it's only going to enrich our own lives and expand all of us. It's not going to shrink anyone. It's actually the opposite. This is so important and such an important message for all of you that are under that impression, patriarchy and all that about competition and who's the best and all that. And it's so interesting. My son right now, he's four and like three months and he's like, I want everything big. And I'm like, dude, you don't live in Texas. (laughs) He's like, my house is bigger. This is bigger. And I'm like, um, and he was like, everything bigger is better. So I'm like, if you have an owie, if it's bigger, it's better. No, right. So not everything bigger is better. So now I'm like challenging here and there. And he looks at me like, kind of like mad. But yes, it's this whole perception. And I know it's a very normal developmental is like, as animals, but at the same time, as you develop your prefrontal cortex and your ability to reason and all that, to know that it's not at all. So, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, how do you define spirituality? I believe that spirituality is the makeup of who you are. So, being on a spiritual journey doesn't really mean being against any type of organized belief or organized religion. I believe spirituality is truly just going to the core of who you are, what you're supposed to do, and what you're supposed to contribute to yourself and then to your family and then to the community. It's really just tapping into your joy, your peace, and what makes you move forward. I think. That for so long we've had this perception that spirituality is like this road that is veering off somewhere to the left, but I think it's just really a road that's veering deeper inside to ourselves. Yeah, so it's like a journey back home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to make that journey. It's not easy because you have to let go of everything you've been taught outside and really just trust your inner voice. And that's not easy. Mm hmm. Yeah, especially after experiencing trauma and Mm -hmm. grooming and all these other things that you start believing other people's thoughts and it makes it harder to find you. Yeah, Yeah. but it's possible. It is. Completely possible. And that's what gives me the joy in life and the optimism that things can change. Yes. How do you define trauma? I've been asking every of my guests in this first season, like, because I know it's a big word. So, ooh, I define it as maybe this big black hole that is such an important contribution to who we actually become. I don't see it as necessarily bad, but I see it as an added, and I know this is very controversial, but an added asset of who you can become. And what happens is that we could either fall into the black hole and go so deep into it that we lose ourselves, or we can go into the black hole and find our way to come out of that and find a way of balance in understanding the importance that trauma played in our lives in order to make the superhuman being that we are. So 
you know, I really try to find gratitude. I know again, that that's also really controversial, but I try to find gratitude in what has taken place because as cliche as it sounds, it really does contribute to who you are. And I think that the negative things that happen in our life create such a more spectacular human being than the positive things that happen in our life. Yeah. And what you're saying, I completely agree. There's even, I remember there was a book, I think it's like, thank God I, and then it has stories about that this happened and this Mm. happened and this happened. And it was introduced to me like, oh my God, almost over 10 years ago when I started. Well, that gave me the chills. Yeah. I know I haven't bought it, but I always mention in here and there, I need to buy it. And I think the person that was talking, it was Jack Confield. I went to one of his trainings like over 10 years ago, and it was this perspective of how adversity can move you forward. So I've been having that in my mind for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of clients that I've worked, even though what they went through, it's probably super horrible and really sad and really painful. At the same time, a lot of people have found amazing joy and amazing values and things on the other side. Yeah. Not only from themselves, but also in their family. And especially like I work with a lot with intergenerational traumas, like Mm -hmm. how do you know this thing being passed on and and how you can move and change things? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. How do you think trauma impacts spirituality? I think it's the propeller of spirituality. I really genuinely do. I'm not sure, you know, I don't want to lose it in past lives, but maybe if you didn't face deep in this life, maybe it was in a past life, but let's just in this life for the sake of this conversation. I really genuinely believe it's a propeller. We've heard stories of the wounded healer. I think it's really challenging to be able to help anyone through a traumatic experience if you haven't gone through the trauma yourself. So it's kind of like building a house. If you've never built a house and you don't have access to YouTube or Google or anything else, you have to solely build it from your own intuitive voice and your own brain, then how can you build a training? And more importantly, how can you teach someone else to build a house if you've never done it yourself? So I think it is a propeller. You can use it to pull yourself out of a situation, propel you into a more positive one, and then go back or go forward however you want to see it and help other people move through the trauma themselves. I think it's useful. Yeah. And how about for the people that kind of go in the, because a lot of the clients that I work with and people that I work with, when they experience trauma, a lot of times that makes them question everything, question their spiritual beliefs blaming God or where was God in this situation? So do you have anything about that that you can add into? Absolutely. I think it's okay to do that. I do. I give space for that. And I've been through so many traumatic experiences in the first half of my life that were horrendous and I don't wish them upon my worst enemy. And I remember going into the shower. That was my favorite place to go after after trauma kept happening to me because I also was attracting patterns of abuse. I would go into the bathtub and I remember just laying on the ground and always sometimes cussing at God. Like, how could you do this to me? Like, you know, F you and just getting really angry. And I really felt in that space after being exhausted of 
kicking and air punching the water and dropping to the ground and boogers and tears and anger and all of those feelings, I just always remember there was this space around me that felt like God that was still hugging me, still holding me, never letting go and saying, pues malagradecida, vete, you know, or whatever. No, it was just always, it's okay, let it out, release it. And so I would like to say, it's okay, let it out, release it. That's part of the path. If you don't get mad for what happens to you, I think there's something also wrong, right? We're not dealing with the full capacity of emotions that we have. And I think we have to walk through those emotions, feel them fully, and then be able to finally come to a space where we look back and we're like, oh, I know why this happened now. Now it all makes sense. Thank you for sharing that. I even got teary-eyed because whenever I hear, whenever I've experienced moments like that, a lot of people bring a lot of the shame, like you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't think that way. Like, And this whole concept of an image of God that it would punish you if you do that or like mm-hmm. not validating your experience. And it's so important to go through that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. What are your go-to techniques or skills to help use spirituality as part of the healing journey? Well, those always switch up for me. I think throughout the years I've had different skills. But right now, my go-tos are a lot of grounding. I can't move away from grounding. And what I mean by that is when I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling overwhelmed, I like to go out on patches of grass or patches of dirt and take off my shoes, my socks, and just really try to be one with nature. I used to love hiking a lot, but that has been a little less accessible to me within the recent months. So I think this is how I'm trying to have that experience without fully having it. I also like to wet my feet while I'm doing it. I read somewhere that if you wet your feet, that the water provides sort of like electricity element that makes you feel the nutrients from the earth a lot faster than if your feet were dry. So I love to just get the hose in the backyard and wet my feet and touch the grass. It's really simple technique that always grounds me and allows for me to relax. It's definitely been my go-to. I've never heard of the water and I'm going to Google that. And there's a lot of science behind it. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Thank you. Yeah. What are some of the insights or new meanings that people have or even yourself? gather after incorporating spirituality in your healing? So actually, it's funny you say that because I just got my birth chart read for the first time. Not the first time, I'm sorry. It is the second time, but the first time it was read, I couldn't really properly understand the person that was reading it. And there was a disconnect. Mm -hmm. I think there wasn't chemistry. And so it feels like I've got it read for the first time. And she has so many tools under her belt that she utilizes. She uses human design chart, which is something I haven't heard of, but she's going to inform us of that next week. But in all the tools that she utilizes it, she actually uses them to coach your life or through your business. And so I had this conversation with her and I've always been very reluctant about being codependent on any outside sources for guidance because I've been so go inside driven, go inside driven. And also there's a part of me that, you know, I have to be honest that fears a lot of those tools still that I have to push through my beliefs to just at least try them out and see if it resonates with me. So doing the birth chart with her and seeing 
where the planets were on my birth and her being able to tell me on November 4th of 2018, you had a major shift. Looking at my planner and seeing that shift and what took place really expanded my mind and made me realize how some of these tools can really help us to propel an of business or life if someone needs more coaching and seeing their strengths or seeing their weaknesses. So that has been some insight that is new to me and I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, that sounds very nice. And I know probably my audience and the people that are listening are probably asking like, how do you go in? Because that's one of the questions that I get the most. How do you start going in and listening to that intuition and differentiating? Can you tell us a little bit about how has that worked for you? Or Absolutely. So when I first started to go inward, uh, was in my early 20s, I was seeking healing because we, I had just come off of very traumatic experiences and patterns. And when I started to have those patterns that kept happening over and over, I stopped to think, could it be that I'm the problem? I'm the common denominator in this entire situation. So is there space for me to take responsibility? Is it possible that I am attracting everything that is coming towards me? And that for me was probably at around 23 years old. It was life-changing for me to be able to take a step of responsibility and say, well, maybe it's me. Maybe there's something I have to change. And so in experiencing that, in opening my eyes to that, I decided that I would learn more about Jesus because that was, I was fully immersed in Christianity. And I wanted to really understand what Jesus was saying. And it was important for me to not hear it from anyone else's perspective. It was important for me to hear it from my perspective. So to, I began to read the Bible. I actually read it cover to cover. And I learned so much in that experience of solitude and going into myself, really looking at a book that was gifted to sort of guide us and not interpreting it from anyone else, but honing in on the power that I had myself to interpret it myself. And in that, the term fasting would come up and, you know, limiting ourselves from certain experiences. And it wasn't, when I was tapping into that and reading it, it wasn't like a punishment, like you're thinner and you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. It was more of, look at what you're doing. Are you doing it in excess? Or are you doing it in moderation? Because everything should be done in moderation. And when you're doing something in excess, it might be a way for you to escape your current reality. In the midst of that, I began fasting. And that is, for me personally, how I went inward. And I think fasting is something easy that all of us can do. I don't think everyone has to stop eating food. I mean, go inward, tell yourself, 72 hours, I'm not going to go on social media. That's a form of fast and feel how impatient are you? Why do you have to go check what someone else is doing? What are those emotions that are rising? That moment right there, pushing past that, that is coming inward. The moment you're like, I can't do this. I'm going to go on Facebook. That's going outward again. Yeah. And the more you keep doing the going inwards and stopping yourself from going outwards, then that's how you build it. Yes, you build it and your intuitive voice begins to strengthen. It's almost like you're shrinking or killing the negative entities, the negative voices in your mind that keep 
you know, pushing you towards excess addictions like coffee or overeating or whatever the case may be. Everyone has their own addictions, but whatever pushes you towards that, it's almost like you start to shrink that and that disappears for you. So you start to really decipher the voice of the heart and the voice of the mind. Mm, Yeah. And it's a journey. I will be trying to go inward for the rest of my life. Right. Because people think like you either get it or you don't. No. And I mean, I, sometimes I have that fantasy. That would be amazing that I yes. either got it and it was it. I'm in, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. It's also having that compassion for yourself. Like when I was in the bathtub and was so angry and all of the acting out and I could feel this loving on me still, it's being that towards yourself when you can't do the next day ever. You just congratulate yourself for even deciding to take the step. That's a step, huge step forward. And so moving in that direction little by little. But as you said, it's never going to end. That's why it's called the work. That's why it's called the journey because none of us are perfect and we're always going to find something else that needs to get worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know you mentioned a little bit of uh, negative entities and ego. And I know because I've listened to part of your podcast about love for Eckhart Tolle, but in general, what are some of the resources or your go-to that people can start moving into this journey? Absolutely. So I just want to quickly talk a little bit about the ego, because I think sometimes we have this perception that the ego is like, oh, I'm better than, or I'm good, and you're lower or something like that, like this hierarchy, which yes, it is that, but it's also, the ego is also the part of you that tells you, you're not good enough. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? What the ego does is it tries to separate you from being whole, from being source. And so it'll try to separate you in, oh, you're better than them. And it also tries to separate you in that, oh, you'll never be as good as they are. So it's always the energy that tries to separate you. And I loved discovering this because it always gave me a way to see Am I in my ego or am I being whole? And sometimes it's hard to catch. It's the intention like, wait, that's not me. That's my ego speaking. And sometimes the ego is really tricky because it sounds like your mom. It sounds like a teacher from the past. It comes in with all of these different types of So using that understanding, I try to change my thoughts and work on being whole. Yes, I am worth this. No, I'm not better than I have my own quality of skills that I'm here to contribute. And that person does too. It's not that I'm better than or less than. So I use that as like a compass on how to make sure that I'm not being mean to myself and taking up too much egoic space. Yeah. This is a great way of defining this ego because a lot of people have many different conceptions on it. And there's a lot of different spiritual ways of interpreting the ego as well. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of books or or even movies or podcasts or like like whenever you go out, <laughs> what do you go out to? Yes. So as you just mentioned, I love Eckhart Tolle. He's really changed my perspective in real time. When I'm listening to his books, which I've listened to all of his books over and over multiple times and in different phases of my life. I always immediately shift. Like I have really big breakthroughs and I know it's not just me. It's a lot of people, which is why he's a bestseller. 
But Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now is a really great book. And also Gary Zukoff. I love Gary Zukoff's book. It's Z-U-K-A-V. And the book that I love of his that is also powerful is The Seat of the Soul. I have had that book in my library for a really long time, and I was unable to read it for many chapters in my life. It wasn't until the elections in 2016 that I kept looking at the book, kept looking at the book. I was also filled with so much hate and anger. It was one of those, God, why the, (laughs) what are you doing? Are you not in charge here? What is happening? This country is being destroyed. Um, And I read The Seat of the Soul and it was such a healing experience. I needed that book so bad. It made me realize my responsibility in everything that place. And I too am responsible for what has taken place. And I had to own that responsibility and not fall into the trap of turning to what I'm rising, which is exactly what was happening. I was hating hate, but if you're hating people that have hate, guess what? You're reflecting exactly what you don't like. So I had to do a lot of work surrounding that. And that was a perfect book. So Those are my two main, I think, spiritual teachers that I love to resort to when I'm going through really challenging times. They're books that are really hard to get through. They're not easy, which I think is why I always resort to them because I think Oprah, she's read the book 25 times. So if Oprah read it 25 times, I probably need to read it 65 times. A really great movie that is my favorite movie is The Peaceful Warrior. It is a movie based on a book written by Dan McMillan. It's a true story. That is Spirituality 101. You get to learn about the ego, but it's very light. It can penetrate really deep, but it's easy to ingest. It's not as crazy as Gary or Eckhart, but it does have the nuances of what they teach. And then, of course, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. And the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Those, all of what I have mentioned, have really propelled me into my journey. And I think this is important because many people that have been touched by trauma are like Michael Bernard Beckwith from Agape, the church. And he mm-hmm. has this book about, I think it was the five soul different stages. If you want to put it right mm-hmm. now, I can't remember the name of the book, but he mentions that the first one is the victim. And then the Mm -hmm. second one is the survivor. And then there's the manifestor, you know, this kind of different stages. But he, in that book, I think it was really nice because he goes into the importance of each stage Mm. and the learning that you can get from each stage. And also, I think the last one was you're it, like you're kind of got in it, you know? So he's like, you can be in this stage here, but you can be in a certain situation in the victim. And it's all happening at the same time. Yes. I'm going to have to check out that book. It resonated with me because I have been working on my spiritual path and one of the places, and I was always very proud of like, I am not the victim. I was moving away from the survivor in a lot of the areas and I was holding space for gratitude with a lot of what happened. But I had somebody tell me, you act like a victim when it comes to money. And I was like, whoa, I do. It was like someone took the veil off of me. So I understand what you mean about being aligned in so many places, but there's another area of your life where you're still 
placing yourself as the victim. And it was mind blowing to me because as you're saying, everything could be happening at the same time in your journey. Yes. I think it's called the four stages of spiritual growth. It was gifted as an audiobook. It has like a little meditation or something in after each stage to help you figure out if there's any lessons there. But I love because he talked of how manifestation is one of the stages, but it's not it. And wow. the next one is like you're not controlling what to manifest. It's like letting go of that. Yeah. Blowing. It was very interesting. Oh my God, I can't seem to find it, but I will find it for you and awesome. we'll add it in the notes. Um, oh, I think, yeah, no, because he has several books, but that one was gifted and it was like, wow. It, and it was still revolutionary because he was part of the secret. And in mm-hmm. that book, it's all about manifestation. But if you really listen to each teacher, they're having their own, now as I'm seeing it different, if you really listen to each one of them, they're having their own interpretation and it's different. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very different. But his is more like that one stage. And then the next one, you have to let go of the wanting to control, to manifest mm-hmm. in order to kind of like flow. And then you're it. And that's the last stage. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah, it's really pretty. But yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to yes, that. Thank I you. Will look for it. Yes. And how can the listeners find you? Yes, I absolutely. I know where to find you, but. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at LuzWarrior, L-U-Z. And then you can also find me on my podcast, Let There Be Lose, that you can listen to on iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And we also have a page dedicated to the podcast called At Lose Warrior. Feel free to send me DMs if you have any questions you want to connect. I'll be happy to connect with you all. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me in this conversation and for all your there was so many gems. I was writing some of them, but it, there were so many different gems to keep thinking and reflecting on it. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you like this episode, please make sure to review it and comment on it and share it with your friends and family. Until next time. 